This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here. We're back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio, and this time a great guest. We're pulling someone out of the trenches who's in customer service day in and day out. It's Jonathan Schroyer, who is the Chief Customer Experience Innovation Officer at Arise Virtual Solutions. And Arise, the best way to describe them is some of the greatest brands in the world use outsourced customer service and hire companies like Arise to help them with their customer support. And he can correct me with that if I'm wrong in just a moment. But let me give you a couple of quick announcements before we get into the interview. Uh, if, and you've heard these before if you've listened to the show. If you've got a great story or a question, please reach out to me on any of the social media channels. I am pretty much everywhere. If it is a question, use the hashtag AskShep. I'll either answer them in Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, or whatever, or maybe in my newsletter, or maybe on this show, or... How about my TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Amazon Prime, Roku, Apple TV. And if you just want to watch episodes one right after the other and click on them, go to beamazing.tv. That's beamazing.tv. All right, Jonathan, you're in the hot seat now. You're in the house. You're in the studio. Jonathan Schroyer, Chief Customer Experience Innovation Officer at Arise. Welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Oh, thanks for the opportunity. I think you summarized what Arise does really well, and we can dig into it probably a little bit more as we go through the conversations, but it's all about building the future of service for the next generation of customers. Yeah, and, and so many times companies have uh, a customer service department that they're getting bigger and they're moving fast and they need to outsource and get people, uh, other companies to help them. And that's exactly what your company does. Exactly. I mean, when, when you think about like specializing, and getting the best of the best around the world. In some cases, outsourcing is an amazing opportunity for you to do that. Mm, yep. Now, I, I now the people who are listening to the show can't see what I can see, but I can see in your background, you've got a little trophy. Is that a Stevie Award? Uh, yeah, I have a Stevie Award. We have a CCW Award, uh, Customer Centricity, uh, as well as IXCA. So we've been pretty blessed. And then there's some other ones up there from Peer Awards mm-hmm. and other things. So. When I was with Officium, we kind of built this concept. Uh, Officium was a company that was acquired by Arise for your listeners that I, that I co-founded. And we built this concept that we wanted to help companies build uh, profit through their customer experience uh, with all of their customers. And so a lot of the words you see behind us is because we've, we've mastered that. We've cracked that, not as it were. And we're excited to share some of our success and some of the stories with you know with you today and with others as well. Well, I actually, my first question was going to be about what you see trending in customer service and yeah. the future, but I want to go back to this last comment, how you have found ways to prove the ROI. Essentially, I'm going to rephrase it because yeah, yeah, yeah. too many times 
we go to the C-suite and we say, hey, you need to invest money in customer service and customer support. And what they say is, show me the money. <laughs> and I'd love to get your take on how you turn uh, basically customer service uh, going away from a cost center to really a profit center. Because I've jokingly said, you need to rename customer support to something like you know revenue generation and <laughs> customer retention, because that's really ultimately what a good support function will do. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because when I was at Kabam Games uh, a couple of companies ago, I did rename the customer service team to player retention. And the, the idea was our job here isn't to solve a tactical issue. Our job here is to build a decade-long re relationship with players and then to make sure we can get those players back to playing the game that they love, therefore retaining them and helping them want to continue to that experience. And so the, the key thing that we found in order to, what you call it ROI of CX or profit-based you know, center you know, customer experience is you have to attach the data inside of the product, whatever the data is that the executive teams believe drive their business to the data that's inside the customer experience, the community, the social, bring those data sets together, find your correlation and then do experiments to find even deeper and stronger correlations. And what we found is, especially in the digital space, which is really powerful in the digital space, is you can protect anywhere from five to 30% more of your revenue by understanding what your customer service, your customer experience team already does to protect. And then by doing these A-B tests, then you can create uh, what's called revenue attribution um, so thinking about the ROI of CX, attributing even more revenue mm -hmm. and then investing more in CX. So it's the circle of CX is, is already protecting revenue. Now let's show you how to create even more revenue. So it's better for the bottom line. And then you create decade long customers. Right. I mean, that's what you look at. You look at the numbers and I, I love that you're protecting revenue. And that means you're protecting from losing the revenue. That's and right. in order to make up for that revenue, you have to, you know, that's what, what they call churn. You're going to bring in new customers to make up for the old ones that have left. And guess what happens? The profit on the new customer is doing nothing more than replacing what's lost from somebody that if you took care of them the right way may have stayed on. And that's why when you go to, when you hear stats like, well, if you can uh, retain 2% of the customers you lose, that turns into, you know, X amount of dollars or X amount yeah. of, you know, percentage yeah. of revenue increase just depends on your company, but think of it that way. Um, yeah. and, and I, I really, that, that fires me up, gets me excited. All right. So back to my, unless there's more to talk about and there probably could talk about great. that one topic for hours, I know, yeah. but, but I want to give people some nuggets here. And I think the first nugget is to recognize uh, that customer service, customer experience, the investment in it is actually not one that costs, but one that pays. That's right. 100%. And then, and then I think going to like the trends questions that you had. Yes. That's where I want to go next trends. Yeah. So the, I mean, I see three trends and they may be different than maybe other CX leaders out there. Uh, the first trend that I see is people are changing the way that they work. Uh, Statista's, sent out a report this week that said by 2027, roughly 50% of working adults in America will have freelance jobs, which means gig type jobs. They may be their, their main job, they may be their side job, but they're going to be doing something 
that's in a freelance, more flexible type of, of framework, right? And so as you think about the workers of tomorrow, whether it's in the United States or, or globally, workers now have choice. I, I was on a webinar this morning and I, the way that I characterized it was I said, in the old days, companies were at the wheel when it came to work-life harmony. Workers, employees, they're at the wheel now of making their choice of how they want to work. And the world was expedited through the pandemic to give that empowerment, to give that choice um, to employees. And so I think that's going to be a huge transformation that will not only hit CX, but will definitely hit CX and CS as these workers start making different choices on where they want to work, where they want to live, and, and, and how those two things collide um, together and so forth. So I think that's going to be a mega trend. And what we'll probably see is more competitiveness, especially not only in the compensation side, but the full benefits package, including you know, remote work and so forth from companies. So I think that's one trend that's going to be interesting to follow, yeah. not, notwithstanding inflation, notwithstanding you know, minimum wages that are going to be all across the world changing. So those, those are some interesting things to think about. I think the second trend in, in CX is what I like to call hybrid AI. I'm not a big believer in the bots are going to solve all the problems or that the humans are going to solve all the problems, right, of the future. I'm a believer that it's, it's going to be a hybrid approach. And I call it agent AI assist. Um, I didn't make up the term. It's out there. But what it essentially is, is the bot is going to be able to do some powerful things for you. Whether they engage with the, with the customer or not, it's irrelevant. They can do powerful things for you 80, 90% of the time. And then the agent, a skilled human being that's great at engaging, can come in and just modify what the bot has done, reword it, change it, edit it a little bit, make it better, right? And then you know, send out the response. This works really well in chat and email. You look at asynchronous messaging, that's the that's a future of how people are going to communicate voice. I'm not going to say it's dead because it's not dead, but over the next 20 years, it's going to kind of decrease over time and you'll have a lot more asynchronous messaging where this hybrid AI will become much more powerful. So, so my trend number two is hybrid AI. Right. So I want to jump on this phone thing for yeah. just a moment. Uh, and by the way, for those that aren't familiar with the term asynchronous messaging, uh, best way to describe it is, is it is exactly that it's, it's not, it's well, messaging that happens over time, not in the, am I saying this in right? The in the moment, yeah. so to speak, like not in a the phone call you might have with somebody, you're getting interaction back and forth, back and forth, done. Uh, but if I text you and uh, you text me back in an hour and I text you back something in a half an hour, this goes on and on. Uh, that would be considered an asynchronous message. Uh, do you want to give clarity to that? Or is that? Uh, no, I think it's great. I mean, it's just like if you and I were doing a text message, right? That's asynchronous. Right. Right. We're just texting back and forth. We're not necessarily live. So here's a stat that I want to share with you, which actually surprises me tremendously. And I'm looking at my uh, the research that we did for our clients, or uh, you know, we we interviewed and studied over a thousand consumers. We asked them all kinds of questions. We asked them about self service tools, some of which are folk, you know, AI focused. That chat bot that's infused with AI, automated email messages. Uh, but anyway, it's everything but using the phone. And it could be going to a website, looking at a frequently asked question. 71% said, yes, I would use the self-service tool if I knew what I was doing and knew it was offered to me and knew it was available. Okay, great. But here's the interesting thing. We asked, what is your preferred method of communication? 
And number one was phone, which was even higher this year than last year and higher from the year before. And what we saw for a while is it was trending the other direction. It was the digital and asynchronous messaging and the AI infused opportunities that were there were starting to look like they were going to kill the phone. The phone is definitely not dead. As a matter of fact, it may be alive more than ever. Now I will say we broke it down by age. <laughs> and basically, who do you think skewing the phone as far as the desire? Older people like my yep, age. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> no, baby. Well, you have to think like during the pandemic, right? There was a hundred of the, your favorite brands. Think of them. It doesn't matter which one they are. They all had cues, right? And when you have a cue on email or chat, like you just want your question answered. So you're just right. going to jump on the phone, right? So I think part of the data probably is biased because of that. But in general, you're right. Older demographics still want to have that connection, that voice. To, to, to have that surety and confidence. Right. But still 51% of Gen Z says yeah. phones, the number one choice. Let's do a little yeah. cliffhanger here. We've got a third trend that you want to share with us and let's share it right after the break. How's that? Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> so don't go away, everybody. We're coming right back and uh, we'll talk more about these trends in customer service and experience. And this is Jonathan Schroyer, who is the chief customer experience innovation officer at Arise who is our expert today. We're coming right back, so don't go away. Hi, Shep Hyken, your customer service and experience expert, and I'm excited to tell you about my new book, I'll Be Back, How to Get Customers to Come Back Again and Again. Now, this book is packed with idea after idea on how to, just as the title implies, get your customers to come back. In the book, you'll learn that repeat customers aren't always loyal customers. Now, both are great, but there's a big difference. You'll also learn about 10 reasons a customer may stop doing business with you and three reasons you would stop doing business with them. And one of my favorite lessons is a six-step process for creating an I'll Be Back strategy. Of course, there's much, much more. You'll start getting more of your customers to say, I'll be back almost immediately. Just go to www.I'llBeBackBook.com. Again, that's www.I'llBeBackBook.com. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio, talking with Jonathan Schroyer. And Jonathan, you are getting ready to share with us the third trend. I cut you off cliffhanger. We had to listen to the message. What's that big third trend? So this one might blow a few people's minds. I'm so ready. I, blow my mind. I'm ready to blow your mind. Sam. So if, if you were January the 1st, let's say you decided, hey, I want to go on a diet. And if you're person A, and you're like, I'm going to go on a diet. It's happening. I'm committed. I'm getting that gym membership. And then person B does the same thing, but they also buy a dog at the same time. Of those two people, which two do you think are going to be exercising and focused on, on their diet and their, and their health six months later? Well, I, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking, well, the dog, I got to walk the dog. That's a level, extra level of exercise, but I don't yeah. know. That's a, it's, this is a trick question. Not a trick question. It's going to be the one that has a companion that pushes and nudges it to do an action, right? And so that's what the dog does. The dog essentially says, hey, I'm bored. Take me on a walk. I'm bored. Take me on a walk, right? 
So it forces you to exercise. And when you're forced to exercise, then you make different decisions as a human being that's been proven. So now when you think about that from a customer standpoint, I want you to think about it. Imagine if, if, if we have any kind of, you know, Marvel fans that might be listening, imagine if you had Jarvis inside your product or inside your video game. And for those that don't know, Jarvis is. So Jarvis is essentially a companion that, you know, it's your partner sits in your head or sits on your ear. And is someone you talk to that you can get information from, that you can ask questions, opinions that can sometimes be sarcastic to you. It's almost like a, 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 a human companion instead of the dog physically walking you. It's a, it's a mental companion, you know, helping you push along. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Um, and so imagine in the supportability experience that we have taken human AI to the point where it's not really so interesting for you to get a, a KB bot to respond to you, but to have a customized AI that launches what, when you launch the product the first time and becomes your one-on-one companion. There's companies out there today like Replica AI and, and a few others that are starting down this path that do interesting things. But I believe in the next five years, there's going to be multiple companies that are going to start launching where they try to build these companions inside of the game where the, the inside of the game or the product where the product team will build the back end of that AI to solve 99% of known issues for a customer. And then there's only like a 1% that the AI can't answer that you actually have to go, you know, and talk to a human being. And so the, the thought process here, if you unpack this a little bit in kind of simple terms is product teams are going to try to figure out how do I ensure less than 1% of the issues that hit customers can't be solved in a semi-automated to automated fashion? So therefore, I don't need all this unnecessary churn in the customer service and the customer experience. So they're going to be thinking about experience design at the beginning of the development cycle and then provide tools in an automated fashion to where it feels like as a customer, you have that companion that you can say, let's say Jarvis was my companion. Say, hey, Jarvis, I, I can't get past this level. Can you tell me what the, the top 10 people on YouTube are doing on this? Hey, Jarvis, I'm having this problem with my washing machine. The cycle's not working, right? Well, here are the top 10 issues on Google, right? It, these are, those are just some examples, right? I mean, isn't this what, what the Siri and Alexa are doing? They're trying to do, but they're very, very rudimentary. Mm-hmm. So there's like, when you think of it at a scale of complexity and capability, like I was talking and no judgment to these companies, but I was talking to my Alexa and I said, Hey, Alexa, show me the, the Golden State Warriors basketball game. I full well know that Alexa could have access to my YouTube TV account and could show me that, but that integration doesn't exist today because those, because those companies are competitors. Right. And so Alexa instead, instead shows me the Golden State Warriors 2017 you know, championship run. So there's there's a huge amount of data set connectivity and integration that needs to happen mm-hmm. for that to work. But you're right, like in a rudimentary state, that's the idea. But then if you took that to where Alexa is whoever you want it to be, and it's fully customized to whatever you want, Shep, to your desires, to, to your passions, to the things that you're most focused on, then it can become very powerful because it becomes like that companion. Yeah, I years ago, not that many years, I say years ago, five years ago, six years ago, I was attending a lot of the annual IBM uh, conferences. 
And IBM, when I was you know, getting into this business was a company that built computers, machines, and they were recognized for amazing service. And today they're all about AI, artificial intelligence and creating, uh, and, and they have Watson, but I learned, I went to cognitive college, which is to understand how, what you're talking about works. And essentially, uh, we're, I want, I, if I'm going to give you the, the most simplistic example, we're creating on a retail level, it could be anything, but for, yeah. for the example, we're creating a retail experience online with a computer as the person interact or as the machine interacting with me versus mm-hmm. walking into a store. So I actually created a series of, of I, I, I'm going to use this as an example. I said, I want to, I want, I'm going to do a bike. I'm going to have somebody come in and buy a bike for their kid. So it's a transaction that is happening online through chat. So it's a chat bot, which is artificial uh, intelligence answering. And the customer says, I'd like to buy a bike. And the machine says, what kind of a bike? And is this for you or for someone else? Or what, you know, some clarifying questions. It's for my child. How old is your child? Is the child a boy or a girl? Do you want a bike to ride around the neighborhood? Are they looking for a trail bike? And all of the questions that a salesperson would ask. But what's really cool is it's an instant time. And as we're asking these questions, if I have another question, the bot should be able to answer that question related to this whole conversation. And at the end, I have everything I want, the suggestion, the price, everything. And I make my purchase. And by the way, I kind of think if you now it's like, well, in that kind of common sense, Back then I got an A and I was one of the few people that understood what was going on in my class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so simple, you know. It, it makes a lot of common sense. It's all about how you build it with safety and security, right? Because mm-hmm. um, people get a little bit nervous about that side of it. But at the end of the day, people, they just want results to now. Like right. they don't want to wait. Right. And so if you can provide a, a safe and secure way for them to do that, I will call it a trusted experience. It doesn't really matter whether it's a human or a machine or whatever, as long as they trust the experience and they get what they need, that's all that matters. And, and by the way, here's how you get some, uh, get some customer to trust you, get it done, right. Do it right. That's right. right? That's you know, right. No, no 100%. mistakes and yeah. communication on top of it. One of the peop- reason I, I was in a workshop, uh, and we talk about this all the time, um, where I listened to, a, a one of the executives be very confused as to why somebody said we should be more like Amazon. He says, well, we're not in retail or we're business to business. What is it about Amazon that you love? And the guy went on to say about all the emails he receives once the packages or once the purchase is made, the packages ship, the package received and the executive shaking his head. And, and I had to jump in. I said, okay, let me tell you what this guy likes. He doesn't like emails. He likes communication, clarity, confidence that things are happening. And it gives That's him right. a sense of confidence and a sense of control which is really cool if you can make that. That's happen. right. That's right. That's right. Right. So I know we, we, we've gone down a path and I, I, I wanted to ask you some questions. You have so many years of experience in this world and we only have time for one or two little nuggets of wisdom. Uh, if you could just share with us, and by the way, this isn't my final question, uh, but just a couple of lessons that you've learned, maybe just a, a minute or two on each one. I think the first lesson I've learned throughout my career is when I was early in my career, it, I, I thought things were about result and the results were the most important thing. Uh, you know, oftentimes because you're younger, that's how you're maybe incentivized, right? 
And are you talking about financial results, sales results? What type of uh, yeah, business business results? Yeah, business results that lead to financial results, Mm -hmm. right? But what I realized a little bit later in my career was actually it's everything's about people. And so anyone that's in the beginning of their career, mid of their career, if you're getting caught in kind of the whirlwind circle of, well, I do I work hard and I do a good job and I hit my numbers. You know, why is X not happening? I'd encourage you to look around who's your network. What people are you supporting? Not because you want something back from them, but what people are you just supporting because? And and what people are supporting you? I got an executive coach when I was 28, changed my life, right? So that that's kind of the first nugget you know, of learning that I've had. I think the second nugget is uh, language. Oftentimes the work that we do every day isn't appreciated because people around us or above us, we're not speaking the same language of value as them. And so it's really important to understand whether it's the power cores in the company or whether it's just your peers or people that have influence in the organization, you have to understand what language do they prefer to be spoken in? And then how do you, what value language? And then how do you speak that, take your work and, and you know, extrapolate it into that language? Mm. And I think that's an important component for anybody. All right, very good. Which leads us to the final question. So I'll ask you, and you can add with the third lesson from your past or just some extra nugget of wisdom. I call it the one thing question. It's the wrap up. What's the last one thing you'd love to share with us? I mean, I think the most important thing is to always be learning. Mm, I mean, yep. you and I are chatting. You, you've been in I'm, the I'm taking notes. I know. That's what I mean. We, we've been in the industry for many years and we're both taking notes and people listening are probably taking notes. Nobody has the silver bullet, but we all have wonderful, amazing experiences. So if we're always learning and listening from others, networking and supporting each other, competition is not, I mean, not really the way that I like to do things. I like collaborative success. That's the way they did it when I lived in Europe. They're like, how can we all be successful? It doesn't matter if somebody's number one or two this month or next month, let's, let's all be collaborative and share. And I, and I think that's my last one is be collaborative, share, listen, and don't be afraid to say, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Or, oh, I was wrong. Or, oh, maybe I should share those, those thoughts with other people because they didn't know that. So forth and so on. Yeah. What you're saying is be open-minded, listen to others, let it soak in uh, yeah. there, you know, recognize it may not, you may not agree with it. It may not, there are plenty of, of ideas that were shared with me that I didn't agree with when I heard them. And then over time, sometimes a very short time said, you know what, that is a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I remember 100. sitting in a board meeting and listening to somebody and, and they asked me what my position was at the time. I said, I'm against the motion. And about 20 minutes later, we went to take the vote and I voted for the motion. And somebody said, did you just like, you know, flip flop? I go, well, when you present the facts the right way, it makes total sense. <laughs> yeah, so we can all learn. Very good. Nuggets of wisdom. Well, thank you very much. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. I appreciate you being on the show, Jonathan. Thanks, Chef. Thanks for the time. All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Next week, we will have another interview, and I hope you come back because like every week, we shed insights and wisdom upon the world of customer service experience and related topics. So until that time, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.